Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Good afternoon and a happy Friday to you and yours. It's a graduation weekend for many LSU with theirs today. My daughter graduates on Sunday. Can't wait for all of that. So it's a busy, busy time on this May 19th, the year 2023. Hope you're having a sensational Friday. Thanks for joining us as we'll be here for the next two hours from 2 to 4. And um, we've got LSU baseball on tap again today. Wow. Wow. Homers. Gutsy pitching. Edge of your seat, nail-biting. LSU survives and wins in Athens. Must be nice to be Jamal Murray. Wait till you hear what he did in the NBA playoffs. We've got an update on the PGA. We have an update on the Preakness. We've got all kind of things to talk about with you today. My main man, James Mesh, in the producer's seat, Inside the EVCO Development Studios, EVCO Development is a civil construction company that specializes in multifamily construction. It's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on KLCJ 1041 in Lake Charles, streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you happen to be in the Acadiana area, You can turn your television set on because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. All right, LSU game one, regular season finale on the road against the Georgia Bulldogs. Took an early lead. Paul Skeens was rolling. He would have 12 strikeouts on the night. Now, a nation leading 164 strikeouts, putting him second on LSU's all-time single-season strikeout list behind Ben McDonald's 202. LSU was up 4-2 when they took the ball from Paul Skeens' hands and went to the bullpen. Uh, the first Tiger out of the pen was Riley Cooper. He only lasted one batter. A leadoff walk, boom, get the hook, he's gone. Thatcher Hurd comes in. And LSU's doing okay. Okay. And all of a sudden, here comes Georgia again. And Thatcher Hurd. Um, first battery face in the bottom of the ninth, homered over the right field wall. The fourth batter did the same, and just like that, the score was 5-5 to five and going into extra innings. But Jake Johnson kept Thatcher Hurd in the ball game, and that was one of the most encouraging things of the game. Hurd buckled down, went on to pitch three scoreless innings, retiring nine of the ten batters he faced. And on offense, LSU's bats uh, awakened yet again with three runs on four hits in the 12th, including a two-run blast by Josh Pearson, 
and a solo shot by Jordan Thompson. Maybe that's the type of win LSU needs to spark themselves as postseason play is right around the corner. Tigers and Bulldogs will be back at it today at uh, 5 p.m. As LSU looks to secure the series, Ty Floyd gets the ball for the Tigers. Of course, you can listen to the ball game here on the game, 4.30 pregame, 5 o'clock first pitch. In the NBA playoffs last night, my goodness gracious, after missing 12 of 17 shots and scoring just 14 points through the first three quarters, Jamal Murray gave the L.A. Lakers a taste of playoff Murray in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals last night. Murray erupted for 23 of his 37 points in the fourth quarter to help the Denver Nuggets win it 108-103. to And the Lakers are down now, are down now two games to none in the best-of-seven series. So Murray with 23 in the fourth. The Lakers, as a team, scored 24. Four. Anthony Davis with 40 points in game one, held to only 18 points with 14 rebounds in game two. LeBron James looked old to me, missing layups, going in for a, a showtime showboat dunk and the ball slips out of his hands, his lift back to games in high altitude like that in Denver with only one day's rest, had to play 40 minutes. Mm. Lakers were tough. They led by five at the half. It was a three-point game after three, and the Nuggets go on to win it and now lead to zip. Miami Heat taking on the Boston Celtics tonight in game two of their best-of-seven Eastern Conference final series. It's in the Boston Garden with Miami leading one game to zip in that one. Round two of the PGA Championship. Rain is falling. They're still playing right now. Scotty Scheffler with the lead at five under par through four holes today. Corey Connors is at four under par through four. Bryson DeChambeau is at four under. Victor Hovland, three under through three. So we'll keep you updated uh, on that one as the day goes on. But the weather, uh, not so good. Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros is activated off the IL. He's set to make his season debut after breaking his thumb in the world baseball classic. Um, so he'll take on the Oakland A's at Minute Maid Park. He hasn't played this season after being hit by a pitch and breaking his thumb in the WBC back in March. The thumb fracture required surgery. And at the time of the injury, the Astros said Altuve would be sidelined two months. That put him on track to return in late May, though his rehab work has gone so well that he's returning ahead of schedule. He's an eight-time All-Star, went two for 22 in five minor league rehab games within the last week. But Altuve, a spark, and they need him. So there you go. Um in thoroughbred horse racing at the Preakness Stakes tomorrow, the field of eight has now been dwindled to seven. Another top contender scratched just before post time tomorrow. First mission, the five to two second choice 
in the morning line for Saturday's Preakness Stakes was scratched from the race Friday by Godolphin, who owns the horse. Uh, they consulted with veterinary team, um, formerly the Stronix Group, who owns Pimlico Racecourse, and they scratched him. So now there's a field of seven. Mays is the overwhelming favorite in this thing as he tries to win round number two of the Triple Crown. Softball Regional, it's underway in Baton Rouge with UL taking on Omaha. They're just underway with that one. LSU will take on um, uh, Prairie. Who, let's see, let's see, let's see. I forgot who they're playing. My goodness gracious, it's terrible. Um, Prairie View, yes. Prairie View at 5 o'clock. My goodness gracious. Um, this is a huge Regional in Baton Rouge, Jerry Glasgow says, I don't want my team thinking about anything but Omaha, whereas all you Cajun fans, you know what you're saying. You're saying, let's get this one because we want LSU and we want them badly. So we'll talk about that uh, tournament as well. Our guest list today um, is concise. Leah Van is in Athens, Georgia. She'll recap that roller coaster of emotional uh, win for LSU yesterday. Is this the moment? I mean, Jake Johnson could have very easily pulled Thatcher Hurd after the game was tied in the ninth, kept with him, Hurd delivered. LSU didn't have to go deep into their bullpen. Maybe this is the turning point in his season as well. Patrick Wright, the voice of LSU women's sports. Um, he joined us throughout the run for the national championship for the LSU women's basketball team. Now he's doing the play-by-play -play for LSU softball. He'll give us a preview of this Baton Rouge Regional at around 2.30 this afternoon. And then the regular crowd shuffles in in hour number two. George Faust will join us. All things Cajuns will have an updated score, the Cajuns versus Omaha in softball. Um, and uh, right now in third place in the Sunbelt Conference, Matt Deggs' Cajun baseball team trying to close out strong. And then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will will have some picks of the NBA playoffs. We'll pick the Preakness. We'll see who's going to win the PGA Championship and much, much more. That is the docket. I hope you stick around and enjoy every minute of it. We're here from 2 to 4. We'll take our first time out. Leah Van, what a game it was. LSU baseball gets the win in Athens next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Riding coasters, live music, and fried fair food. The Cajun Heartland State Fair is back in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is giving away family packs of ride tickets. Just text CHSF. To 337-283-8100 for a chance to win a family pack of tickets. That's 80 tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair at the Cajun Dome, May 25th to June 4th, brought to you by the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
Oh, my goodness, what a roller coaster ride it was yesterday for LSU baseball. Survive with a with a 12th inning, 8-5 to five win over the Georgia Bulldogs. Leah Van was there, is still there with Game 2 coming up today. And she's kind enough to join us from Athens, Georgia. Leah, thanks so much for the time. How, how, how Did you get some sleep last night? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was up later in Auburn. Um, when they uh, when they had that like four hour game, and then I had to yeah. drive an hour to my hotel. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, take me through this. Um, LSU jumps out on top to zip. Um, they 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 touch Paul Skeens up for a homer, and a, and an error led to another run. So it's two two. He bounces back, gets through the seventh, and then we go to the bullpen again. Um, and things get a little hairy. So. Take me through the, the, the this roller coaster that seems to be LSU baseball. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, yes, it's a roller coaster from the outside looking in, but um, you know, it was it was an interesting game uh, for sure. And you know, I think that I think that they competed well. I think you know, Thatcher Hurd was really kind of the hero of the night. Yes, he gave up those right. two home runs. I think in the Gosh, what inning was it that he came in? The eighth? Um, yes, he came in in the eighth after Riley Cooper. Um, and, of course, one run was scored that was unearned. That was the error by Jordan Thompson. And then the ninth, he gave up the two home runs. But then he recovered, and he retired. Let's see, one, you know, he retired um, most of the he faced. I don't remember how many. I'm kind of scrolling through here. But, yeah, out of I mean, 10, really I believe. shut he shut out the lineup basically through the 12th yeah. and um, that bought LSU enough time to really get steady in their approach and kind of tattoo the opposing bullpen. Were you surprised after giving up the two home runs to send the ball game into extra innings? Were you surprised that Thatcher Hurd came out of the dugout to pitch the 10th inning? No, actually, um, because I know really? that I know that he's been the Thatcher hurt is he's either really really good or it's like a it's kind of a disaster. He has a really good upside, right? And so, but Jay trusts him and has said from the beginning of the season that you know if we have Thatcher hurt where we want him to be, we are going to win games. Like we are going to get to where we need to be. And he has a lot of confidence in Thatcher, and Thatcher is a very confident guy. I mean, you think back to his outing at Auburn. I know it was just one inning, but really he was trusted to hold what was a tight, you know, a very tight lead for the Tigers. And then, um, you know, again, you come back to Georgia, and yeah, okay, he was, he definitely worked more innings than he has all season. He worked five innings total. Nope. Just kidding. He worked six against Butler, but he had, you know, in conference plays, the most he's worked. Right. Um, but, you know, I wasn't surprised that he threw him back out there. I wasn't sure what was going to happen after that. I was like, okay, which Thatcher Hurd are we going to get? Are we going to get the Mississippi State Thatcher Hurd, or are we going to get the Auburn and the Texas Thatcher Hurd, right? And so, um, you know, I like what we saw last night was the peak Thatcher Hurd, right? It's like the guy that I think everybody thought he was going to be when he came on campus, and I think it's in him. I think the consistency is hard to have when you play in the SEC. But I think what was most impressive was that he faced, you know, the nation's third best home run hitter three times in Charlie Condon 
and Charlie was not able to get a hit off of him. I mean, he struck him out, I think, once or twice. I wrote it in my gamer. I can't remember. And then got him to ground out. So, um, you know, and I think he was the final strike out of the game. So I think that was really impressive was, like, you saw Thatcher Hurt not just shut these guys down, but shut these guys down multiple times. Well, I, I, I have to disagree with you in the aspect that, because you said it's either – Really good Thatcher heard, or it's a disaster. And that ninth inning was a disaster, giving up two home runs in a game that you've got the lead and you're under control. So I was very surprised. And that, that tells me one thing. Jake Johnson doesn't trust the rest of his bullpen. So he's like, okay, I'm, I have to do something. So we're going to try Thatcher one more time and give him the ball and see what he can do because I don't have any faith in anybody else in my bullpen. That's what I, that's what I read from it. Am I crazy? I think you are a little crazy. I don't think he necessarily doesn't trust the rest of his bullpen. I think he's trying to save the bullpen. Then why right? Why because, would he leave Thatcher Hurd in after giving up two home runs in the bottom of the ninth? Because that happens. That happens to a lot. Really? Of we. I mean, I shoot. I think Oof. Paul Steens gave up two home runs against South Carolina. And he okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, don't, um, don't compare Hurd to Skeens, please. Please. I'm not. I'm just saying, but you. I will say to you, when we were looking at the transfer portal this summer, the top two pitchers coming out of the transfer portal were Paul Skeens and Thatcher Hurd, and LSU got both yep. of them. Now, we didn't yep. know like we didn't know that Skeens was going to be the elite guy that he is. I don't think anybody anticipated it. I think we kind of saw it, but then we didn't realize it until a couple games in, right? And then Thatcher has been a little bit disappointing, but – you leave him in after two home runs, and you you show him one thing. You show him that you trust him and that you have confidence in him. Yep. And then I agree with that. you also need to give pitchers a chance to settle. And I think that that was something that Jay did not do last year. A lot of times you see guys give up a hit or a walk, and then they then you know they were kind of yanked out of the game. But I think sometimes there's value to letting pitchers settle. And if that means you give up two runs, then that means you give up two runs because you trust your offense on the back end to score. And to make up for it, and so well, that's why I, I thought I agree you know, with it that. did work out. It did work out, and I'm not going to say it always worked out, but I think that's the thought process behind him. And I think you know you've got to save your bullpen for what's next because we don't know what Ty Floyd we're going to get. Ty Floyd's been phenomenal in the past two weeks. I know Auburn kind of got messed up, but he did have nine strikeouts. Um, but and then you saw him at Ole Miss go like eight and a third. So I think that. You know, you don't know if it's going to be the type load that goes two and a two thirds, or if it's going to be the type load that goes eight and a third, or the, the type load that goes six innings. But regardless, you're going to need that bullpen on Saturday because we're doing a Thursday yeah. series um, for Javen Coleman, who is probably on a 50 count pitch count, and we don't know yeah. if that's going to be two innings, or if that's going to be two and two thirds, or if that's going to be three innings, or if that's going to be four innings, right? And so. Right. The bullpen needs to be saved for later in the weekend. And on a Paul Skeens day, you need to use the fewest number of bullpen guys possible. Agree. Uh, and, and this could be this could be a turning point in Thatcher Hurd's season and in his career. Um, the fact that, to your point, the coach said, look, we're, we're sticking with you. I don't care you gave up two home runs. We believe in you. Here's the ball. And, boy, Thatcher Hurd took it, seized the moment, and and – scoreless frame in the 10th scoreless frame in the 11th scoreless frame in the 12th i think he retired nine of the 10 batters that he faced so that that's pretty awesome i i hope it does turn around i 
I was just surprised. I really, really was. But it all worked out. So, hey, good for them. Tigers used the long ball. Um, they collected 13 hits, only gave up seven. But, boy, they man, they took the ball out the park. What, what was the most impressive home run of the night between Cruz, Travinsky, Pearson, and Thompson? Oh, gosh. Um, I actually kind of like Joe Bears over the scoreboard. Um, that was in the second inning. Feels like a decade okay. ago. Um, I thought that one was really, I think he just made really good contact. And the fact that it went over the scoreboard was kind of awesome. Um, Travinsky and Cruz, I think, both hit theirs over the trees. There's a line of, like, Christmas-looking trees in, the, um, in left field. And so I thought that was cool. But um, Jordan Thompson's, like, both of them were kind of, hilariously because the first one you didn't think it was going over the fence it was just kind of a line drive that just kept curving and curving and all of a sudden it went over the fence you're like all right and the second one you thought the outfielder i think at the time was spike so it came in and was a sub you thought he had actually gotten over the wall and caught it and then you see him come down and his glove is empty so i thought those were funny to watch because it was like oh it kept you guessing Skeens once again goes seven innings, 12 strikeouts, one walk. Um, the man's a machine. Um, gave up two runs, but bounced back and pitched two scoreless innings after that. He's just he's just something. I noticed that uh, a little uh, shift. Uh, Morgan opened up in left field, came in late to play first base. You got to have good defense down the stretch, right? And that's where he's the best, I believe. Yeah, Um I think he, he's been doing that quite a bit, too. Um, he'll come in and play, like, one or two innings at first base yeah. just to, like, especially in tight games when, right. you know, you don't know what pitcher is coming out and what the status of that pitcher will be. And so if you want a strong infield to hold a tight lead or to um, buy your offense some time to um, in a tight ball game situation, like putting the stronger infielder at first base, like, really obviously will – give the Tigers a better advantage there. Um, you know, certainly I think a lot, I think, you know, a lot of people miss seeing Trey Morgan at first base. And I, I wonder if Trey's going to be starting at first base in the postseason. But the reality is if you want to, you know, fit certain guys into your lineup, some certain power hitters, um, you've got to move things around. And the fact that he has his versatility is really advantageous because then also you've got guys coming in late innings like Paxton Kling and um, Josh Pearson and um, some other guys in the outfield. And then you take somebody, you know, who's playing first, whether it be Cade Beloso or Jared Jones, and then you move Trey Morgan back there. And so then you make room for to bring those outfielders in. So um, I think it makes this lineup very versatile, very versatile. Um, and then you can, because that way in late innings, you've got, you're facing a pitcher and you're throwing a new guy at him uh, at the plate um, who is arguably just as talented as everybody else. Leah Van, kind of enough, Joyce. One last one. And I'll let you get out of here. And I greatly appreciate your time. Um, Ty Floyd, you, you said earlier, we don't know what kind of Ty Floyd we're going to get. It seems to me, boy, if LSU can get on the scoreboard early, um, Floyd is a pitcher that gets better as the game goes on. So, what will what you'll know that Ty Floyd's on his on his game if you see what today early? Um, I don't know. I mean, again, like you're right, he does seem to settle in later. Um, and you know, the first like the first inning or two, you might see a little bit of struggle, and then mm -hmm. he'll kind of respond 
in the third or fourth and with like a couple strikeouts or, you know, retiring batters in order, right? So I guess I'm looking right. for that moment in the third or fourth inning in which we see Ty settle. Um, okay. That is kind of when he's been his best. All right, we'll see what happens. Game two, that was uh, that was a thriller last night. I always appreciate your time. Enjoy that little uh, that little ballpark there in Athens, uh, the friendly <laughs> confines of Foley Field. Um, and uh, and thank you so much for your time. It's always great having you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, Leah Van of the Advocate in Athens, Georgia. Game two, five o'clock today. Um, right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Underway, the Baton Rouge Softball Regional, UL, is uh, playing Omaha. It's kind of like LSU baseball wants to go to Omaha. Omaha's come to Baton Rouge. LSU will take on Prairie View at 5 o'clock. Patrick Wright, the voice of LSU softball, will join us next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Uh, speaking of the Astros, the defending World Series champs, they're warming up a bit. You can see them live in person. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with another Astros weekend getaway. Houston takes on the Cincinnati Reds on Saturday, June 17th. And you can be there. Register in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com to score four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros Weekend Getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Lay Meridian, Houston, Downtown, and the Game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show, live from the Evco Development Studios in Upper Lafayette on the Game, 1037 Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back 35 minutes after the hour. Uh, one of pro football's first superstars and one of the greatest players in football history, pro football Hall of Famer Jim Brown, the unstoppable running back who retired at the peak of his career to become an actor as well as a prominent civil rights advocate during the 1960s, has died. He was 87 a spokeswoman for Brown's family said he passed away peacefully in his Los Angeles home Thursday night with his wife, Monique, by his side. Jane Brown, dead at the age of 87. Okay, LSU softball underway with the Baton Rouge Regional. UL Raging Cajuns taking on Omaha. I have no idea what Omaha's nickname is. Then LSU at around 5 o'clock will take on Prairie View, and when they do, you'll hear the Sultry tones of the voice of LSU softball, Mr. Patrick Wright. Patrick, kind enough to join us today. Patrick, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Hey, good, doing good, Jordy. It is definitely regional weather in Baton Rouge, about 90 degrees. It feels like postseason here. I, I, before we get to talk, I just got to tell you, thank you again. What a, what a ride it was to a national <laughs> championship. That was so stinking Awesome. Um, well, man, what, what a run, man. That had to be so much fun for you. It, it was, and it, it took me, you know, a little while before it, it eventually, you know, sunk in, uh, you know, because after having done so many basketball seasons, so many softball seasons without a championship, you know, the season is going to end with a loss, 
you know, and there we are, we win the game. And I kept looking around waiting for people to tell me like, okay, where are we going to play next week? You know, you keep playing until you lose. Right. And then, then they started dropping the confetti and handing out championship t-shirts. I'm like, no, this is, this is real, isn't it? So, um, it was certainly a fun feeling. Uh, the, the, the electricity of the LSU fans who made their way to Dallas for those two games was incredible. And, yeah. Boy, it's going it's to jump up a notch in the regular season next year with what we got coming in. And I'm sure as yeah. we get closer, you and I will have plenty of time to uh, to digest and break all that down. And they'll have some really good non-conference games this year, I'm sure. Um, all right, softball. This 2023 Beth Torina squad, nothing to sneeze about, 40 and 15. But that only placed them sixth in the SEC um man uh and they're the number 10 overall c what what do you see in this year's squad who played a really really aggressive non-conference schedule to go along with the brutal sec schedule as well well as coach always says you know she she likes to play a tough schedule because it gets your rpi up and uh, and it prepares you for anything you might see in the postseason and between the SEC schedule and, and the challenging non-conference schedule, you gotta um, you get to test your squad against outstanding pitching, against uh, some outstanding hitting. You know, we played Oklahoma and held them to three runs in a game. Um, mm-hmm. The the thing that has happened, you know, if you're going to ask, you know, what what worries you going into the postseason is unfortunately the offense has shown uh, at times by outstanding pitching to have a little bit of trouble. Had uh, six shutouts in SEC play. Um, so, you know, what, what hot pitcher are you going to run into in the tournament, or will you? Uh, can you score enough runs? I think the pitching has gotten better uh, as the season's gone along. It's gotten deeper. You know, Ali Kilpone in the fifth-year senior was, was going to be a star one way or the other. Sidney Burzon, the freshman, has come on and is kind of a co-ace of the team. And, and Beth's got three kids in the bullpen who haven't pitched a ton but who are pitching more lately. Ailey Johnson, the kid from Alabama, freshman, who throws stuff and gets the weirdest weak contact you'd ever want to see. She's pitched well. Raylan Chafin has pitched well. So she's got four pitchers she can go to at any point this weekend. Um, you know, winner's bracket, or if you unfortunately get thrown into a loser's bracket. And I think you're going to see somebody besides Kilponen and Burzon pitching as Prairie View tonight to save them up yeah. for the weekend a little bit as well. Um, everything's pointing toward um, that uh confrontation well maybe that's not the right word the the matchup with the raging cajuns that's going to be that's what everybody wants to see they they've got a chip on their shoulder because they think they deserve to have a, a regional at their park uh they're coming down to baton rouge yet again uh so th- this is this has all the makings of some fireworks well it does and and, and they're right you know that there should be a regional uh at, at lamson park yvette gerard field mm-hmm. uh, down there right now they had uh, their RPI was 11. Never has an RPI 11 that high been declined a, a, a regional host. So the committee went, you know, a few little different directions. Alabama got a five seed out of the blue. Nobody still can figure that out. So right. when you, you know, you all along when you feel like you kind of got the process figured out, and then you're told, no, no, you can't host. And then on top of that, they send you back to Baton Rouge where you've been. Right. Uh, this is like the 12th time that ULL and LSU have played in a regional in Baton Rouge. So we're looking uh, same old, but the teams played yep. in the regular season, split the two games. Uh, ULL won here, LSU won down in Lafayette, and teams are familiar. They know each other and uh, right. certainly, I think, respect each other. And um, should the matchup come about 
tomorrow, it, it, I expect it's going to be just like all the other ones that we've had here. There'll be a lot of fireworks and a lot of uh, intensity, and the fans will uh, uh, fans will get at it as well. It'll be a good time as That's it always right. is. That's right, Patrick Wright, kind enough to join us. Uh, so LSU, the SEC's highest RPI. They had the second-best ERA in the conference, third-best batting average. Tell me about some of the hitters. Who, who are the stars of this club? Well, Taylor Pleasance uh, was injured during the season, and she, it was a, uh, they called it a core injury, a muscle injury. She couldn't fully swing the bat. She could play defense, but she couldn't. Okay. You know, she spent about three weeks kind of just as a slapper. She couldn't take full swings, and, and that hurt her a little bit. She's back at full health, taking full cuts, right back in the middle of the order. Uh, and then Georgia Clark behind her, the fifth-year kid who's got power. She's been hitting well. And then Allie Newland, the lefty, a little kid at five foot two can generate massive power. The three of them were on a tear at the end of the year. Um, and hopefully that'll continue. The, LSU's got the two speedsters, the slappers at the top, Danica Coffey and Sierra Briggs. Danica struggled a little bit getting on base uh, the last couple weeks of the season. She'll be kind of hoping to get her stroke back. She was, she's now below 400 for the first time all season. Um, but when this team is going well, you know, the Georgia series, LSU hit over 300 as a team. They won a doubleheader on the, on the Sunday to end the regular season, put up seven runs in the second game. So when they're hitting, you know, thing, things go well. But it's when they – when you hit that one game where the pitcher is on, the offense kind of dries up, and that's the, the big the big fear going into this is can you generate enough hitting so that your pitchers don't have to be perfect? Uh, you're right. Patrick right with us, and uh, the postseason hasn't been kind to this uh, LSU team. Uh, last year they didn't get to host. They, got, they won't go out to Arizona State. They're two and through um, in that one, and then they come up in there – one and done in the SEC tournament, which was kind of a really a big surprise there. So, what's the what's the mood of this club? Is that pressure starting to to build a little bit within them? Well, I you know the the SEC tournament. I don't think they really put a lot of stock into that thing. It's it's a single elimination. It's one that I mean, if you if you make a run in and it might can help you. You know, losing one game to Ole Miss, I don't think LSU kept them from hosting a, a you know being a top eight seed. Right. Um. You know, we uh, here's how that trip went real quick. You know, the LSU takes finals on Monday and Tuesday. We flew out of Baton Rouge at 6 o'clock the night before, got into Fayetteville, 6, 6 a.m. breakfast on Wednesday, 10 a.m. game. Uh, I, these kids are young, and I, I you know, and Coach would never make excuses. That, that can't be easy, though. No, um, so you I do agree. that, and you don't win. You come home, but then they spend this past week, uh, you know, kind of working on themselves. I think the thing they're more concerned about is what you mentioned is the two and out last year at Arizona State. This program had never done that before. That had never happened uh, since day one of the program. And I think all most of those kids are back. And they, you know, the ones who have been here a little while said that's not LSU softball. That's not what we do. We want to get LSU softball back where we're winning regionals, hosting regionals, going to super regionals and eventually back to the World Series. So I don't think there's any worry about what happened at, at, at the SEC tournament. I think they are more focused on making up for, for last year's shortcomings. Makes perfect sense. Hey, what's Omaha's nickname? I've never heard of them. They're the Mavericks. Oh. They are the Mavericks. Yeah, the Mavericks. and I, I've known that. I knew, I've known that for about five minutes. I uh, looked it up <laughs> when you asked when you were talking about it a while ago. But they are indeed the Mavericks, and they are red okay. and black, I believe, are their colors. Um, and they play in the Summit League. 
Okay. Okay. Very good. And, so um, and they do. They're they're actually they're behind one to nothing. It's ULL one Omaha nothing. Bottom of the second. Uh, Omaha okay. actually had bases loaded in the second inning, one out, and they couldn't score. Um, they've got an outstanding pitcher who's got an ERA of one seventeen, but they're playing from behind right now. But but they're the Mavericks. All right. I didn't one know they had a lot of Mavericks. Mavericks. I thought it was all corn up cages. in Nebraska. I, I, yeah, I'm telling you, um, LSU baseball always trying to get to Omaha. Omaha comes to LSU softball. That's kind of a in- interesting scenario. Um, looking ahead, and you never want to put the cart before the proverbial horse, but if LSU were to survive and advance to get to a super regional, who are they matched up with, and would they have to go on the road for that super regional? Well, Washington is the seven seed out in Seattle. Um, McNeese is out there, Minnesota, yep. McNeese, yep. and I forget who the fourth team is, but uh, McNeese is playing some good softball. They're, they're not going to be an easy out up there. Um, Minnesota is, is, has been playing well also. Um, obviously, Washington will be the heavy favorite. They did well in the Pac-12 this year. So LSU, you know, Jordy, this would be full circle because LSU's first ever regional in year two of the program was 1998. We went to Washington, lost a couple. Uh, Northwestern State was up there, and Long Beach State was there. We beat Long Beach a couple times, lost to Washington. So if it ends up we're back up there, we will have made a, a full lap around this thing. But uh, but talking with the coach, you know, when the when the pairings came out, she's like, yeah, it's it's doable. You know, it's not like you're running into Oklahoma or UCLA. You know, if we get yeah. that far, it's something they feel like they can go up there and compete. And hey, if there's an upset up there, um, you know, LSU McNeese Super Regional sounds like a great idea. Oh, it really does. I would love that. Did I read? Is Oklahoma like fifty-one and one? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they have kind of become like what UConn and women's basketball was, and then what South Carolina was trying to become. Um, yeah, they they've you know they hit the tar out of the ball, which they have. Now they've got a pitching staff to go with it. You know. We wow. held them to three runs here back during the regular season, but we only got three hits and were shut out by their pitcher. Um, that's, hmm. you know, it was bad enough they got all the great hitters. They now got great pitchers <laughs> as well, and that's what makes them so, so difficult. And, you know, for somebody to try to have to beat them twice in a regional when they've only lost once all year uh, just sounds like a monumental and impossible task. Yeah, you know, you mentioned UConn women's basketball, what they were. Uh, I, I believe that's what LSU is fixing to become. Uh, what a juggernaut. My goodness <laughs> gracious. It's really it's uh, amazing what that woman has done. I'm on board for all of it. Let, let's do it. You know, that's, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, it's, it's amazing what our coach has done to adapt to the, you know, you give, she's got this new toy called the transfer portal and she's dominated it. <laughs> Yeah, she really has. Unbelievable. But you got your softball cap on, so so good luck. I hope the weather prevails and we get some good softball and uh should be some very, very interesting, pressurized ball games. And uh, you'll be there for all of it. So, as always, Patrick, thank you so much. And uh, let's see if uh, softball can have the run that, that basketball had. Why not? Man, I, just, I hope I hope I haven't used up all my good uh, karma with basketball. We need some more here as well. So I, I'm with you. I hope so. All right, Pat. Thank you, buddy. You take care of yourself. All right, Patrick Wright. There you go. Patrick Wright, uh, the Raging Cajuns, as he said, leads Omaha one zip in the second inning. Uh, game one, LSU to follow against Prairie View at approximately 5 p.m. today, which will match up with LSU baseball taking on Georgia in Athens for game two of that best of three series. So, um, yeah, look. 
softball is you're not you're not going to have a Baton Rouge regional and you're not going to have a Lafayette regional at the same time. It's just that that's not going to happen. It's um just the way it is. So UL has a chance to prove to everybody, just win, just win and go from there. Doesn't matter where you play, who you play, when you play, just win. And then you can, you know, you can prove to the NCAA they were wrong. They've been wrong before. They'll be wrong again. All you got to do is win. So should be terrific. As Patrick Wright said, uh, the two teams split their two games this year each winning on the other team's home field. So we'll see. Should makes for interesting, fun uh, fodder, uh, particularly amongst the fan base. And that's uh, that's always a good time, as long as it's done in the classy and right way. The classy and right way, period. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one. We'll set the stage for our number two after this timeout. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. There's like ShopRite, Tobacco Plus discount outlets. If you can't shop right at ShopRite, you just can't shop right at all. Buy ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device, that helps you lose those unwanted inches along with permanent fat reduction. Eon in Lafayette, in Baton Rouge, and in Mandeville. By the Louisiana Lottery. Now you can't win until you start playing, so start playing. D.C.'s Little Capital Exxon. Everything you can imagine inside their store for, for your weekend getaway or just driving after school to get a snack. And they also have that true soul food deli tucked away in the corner. Best cheeseburger made to order that you'll ever, ever, ever taste. And by Cajun Chef. Oh, turn uh, do yourself a flavor. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce. Don't agree with what Jordy has to say? Not to worry. He's always open to a healthy debate. Well, Dean, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that Actually, question. Actually, I'd like to jump in and take that one, Jimmy, if you don't mind. Have at it, Hoss. Give us a call on the hotline at 337-706-0111. Now back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back 54 minutes after the hour again. Jim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer who retired at the peak of his career to become an actor as well as a prominent civil rights advocate has died. He was 87. I never saw Jim Brown play, uh, but so many that did still call him the best running back ever and maybe the best all-around football player ever. Remember, he was a uh, a dominant lacrosse player, um, and he went on to star in over 30 films um in, in his in his career um the latest one that i can remember was any given sunday remember that one he was in the dirty dozen um he ran with great power great great speed great endurance and he was the guy that said no i'm not going to continue to play i have other things that i want to do i've proven all i can on the football field he led the cleveland browns to their last nfl title in 1964 before retiring in his prime after the 65 season 
and he became that actor and more importantly remembered as the um using his platform uh and his voice to advance the cause of african americans as as um the fight for equality um was very very prevalent so uh sad day in the world i, I can still see the pictures of um he with some of the nation's top African-American athletes, Bill Russell, Lou Alcindor, Muhammad Ali. Um, that, that's quite a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, uh, that's quite a, quite a contingent. And Jim Brown was the organizer. He was the leader of that. Um, so um, number 32, six foot two, 230 pounds. He was some kind of a football player. Um, and he's gone now at the age of 87. Coming up, hour number two of the program, uh, we'll update the PGA leaderboard. We'll um, do a bunch of stuff. George Faust will join us from KLFY, all things Acadiana. Are the Cajuns peaking at the right time in baseball? And then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will make some picks along the way. Hour number two on this Friday May 19th, right around the corner after the top of the hour sports update here on the Jordy Heltberg Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour two of two, and away we go on this Friday, May 19th, the year 2023. James Mesh in the producer's chair inside... The Evco Development Studios. Evco Development is a civil construction company that specializes in multifamily construction, all on the campus of Delta Media, which is where you'll find KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. Go west on I-10, you'll find KLCJ, and we're on there on 1041 in Lake Charles. Streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you happen to be in the Acadiana area, you can turn your television set on because we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Well, there's a new leader in the second round at Oak Hill and the PGA Championship. Corey Connors is two under par through eight holes. He's got the lead at five under par. One shot better than Scotty Scheffler and Keegan Bradley. Scheffler's played through eight. Keegan Bradley's played through four. Victor Hovland is one under for the day, three under for the tournament through seven holes. So lots of golf still to be played. But right now, Corey Connors is atop the leaderboard. Bryson DeChambeau has dropped to three under for the day uh, for the tournament, one over through four uh, today. So there you go. We told you earlier that the Jim Brown, the legendary NFL running back actor and political activist has died at the age of 87. 
There are only seven horses now in tomorrow's field for the running of the Black Eyed Susans and the Preakness Stakes. Uh, first Mission, um, who was a five to two second pick behind Derby winner Mage, has been scratched from the Preakness. So uh, a left hind issue that they weren't able to fully identify. So they scratched him from Pimlico and the Preakness. The NBA playoffs last night, my goodness, Jamal Murray was all that. And then some as he scored 23 points in the fourth quarter en route to his game high, 37. He knocked down. Uh, there was a point in time, I think he made four straight threes. Bang, 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 bang. He was sensational. Nikola Jokic with another triple-double, 23 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. Uh, the Lakers made their adjustments. They had the lead, and then the fourth quarter came up, and Jamal Murray with his 23. The Lakers as a team scored 24. They were outscored in the final frame 32 to 24, and the Nuggets win by five, 108, 103. Two games to zip lead as the series shifts to Tinseltown for game number three coming up tomorrow. It's game two tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat offered their 123 116 win over the Boston Celtics on Wednesday. Um, are on the road yet again in Beantown to take on the Celtics, trying to increase their lead. The Celtics trying to get out of there with a split. Remember, it was uh, just like Jamal Murray was to Denver. Uh, Jimmy Butler was to Miami. 35 points in the game, most of them coming in the fourth frame when he took over the ball game. And uh, Miami really shot Boston on the road. So, NBA playoffs softball underway. We'll get you an updated score. The Cajuns taking on Omaha. They led one zip in the second last I heard. Uh, James is going to get me an update on that one. Um, LSU will take on Prairie View um, starting around five o'clock this afternoon. Collision course, Tigers, Cajuns at Tiger Park. Collision course. No question. Um, LSU baseball, man, what, what a game it was last night as they had the lead relinquish, never relinquished the lead, but gave up two home runs in the ninth to send it into extra innings. Uh, Thatcher Hurd was the, uh, the hero of the night after giving up those two home runs in the ninth, Jay Johnson stuck with him. He pitched a scoreless 10th, a scoreless 11th and a scoreless 12th. LSU responded with a couple of home runs in the 12th to win it 8-5. to five. Game two of their series tonight starting at 5 o'clock, and you can listen to the, to the action right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Not such good news for the Raging Cajun baseball team. Tanner Hall was just too good for Southern Miss when eight innings gave up only three hits, struck out 12, walked one, Gave up no runs, a four-run um, fifth inning by Southern Miss was all that was needed, and um, they beat the Raging Cajuns four-zip, 
Cajuns are now 17 and 11 in the Sun Belt. Southern Miss at the top of the leaderboard at 21 and 7. Game two coming up tonight. Um, so see if the, if, if the Cajuns can bounce back. Tanner Hall seems like he's been there forever and a day. He's got them going to a regional. Uh, he was really, really, really good. Uh, Cajuns got good relief work from Stephen Cash, who went an inning, gave up two hits, didn't get one run, struck out two. Um, and Jerry Couch picks the last two-thirds of an inning uh, with goose eggs on the board. But Southern Miss was just too good, and the offense just never really got going for the Cajuns. Three hits scattered, one by Connor Higgs, one by Carson Rockefort, and one by John Taylor, and that was it. That was it. 13 strikeouts in the game. Cajuns only left three on base. They never got on base that much. So game two coming up tonight. Jose Altuve activated off the IL after breaking that bone in his hand um, in the World Baseball Classic. He's set for his season debut um, tonight as the Astros take on um, Seattle. Uh, and that's I uh, may take on the Oakland A's, excuse me, um, later on today. Eight weeks and a few days after the right thumb breakage, uh, he is back, and hopefully he'll be better than ever. So uh, it's great to see Jose Altuve back in the lineup. The Pittsburgh Steelers um, have signed backup quarterback Mitch Trubisky, the 2017 second overall pick, um, announced a new three-year deal for the backup quarterback, Trubisky. He'll make $8 million guaranteed in the first year of the deal. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe the Steelers aren't sold on Kenny Pickett. Maybe, maybe they're thinking, eh, we'll see. But Trubisky... Um, Kind of unheard of as a backup quarterback, uh, a three-year contract. So good for him. Good for him. All right, coming up in this uh, second hour of the program, the regular crowd shuffles in. Can't wait to talk with George Faust as we talk all things Acadiana with the softball team, uh, the baseball team, softball team in Baton Rouge, baseball team in Hattiesburg. We'll talk all about that. And then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will make some picks along the way. So that's what's in store for you and yours as uh, round two of the PGA underway. And again, um, it is Chris Connor atop the leaderboard by one shot. Um, Corey Connors, excuse me. Corey Connors, five under, one shot better than Scotty Scheffler and Keegan Bradley. All right, we'll take our First time out of hour number two when we return, George Faust, KLFY, next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The game has a brand new app. It is now your one-stop shop for all things the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Download the free mobile app today from your Apple or Android device. Just search the game, Southwest Louisiana. No matter where you are, you can listen to the game. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. 
There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY Sports Director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, good afternoon and happy Friday to you, sir. <laughs> happy Friday. I uh, hope everything's going well for you. Everything's cruising along here for sure. All right. We got uh, <laughs> it's 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 baseball softball time. Um we're ready for the collision course. It's going to be inevitable. LSU and the raging cages in softball. I mean, it's it's inevitable, right? That's the that's the uh, uh, common logic. I think uh, make sure that uh, that you know that kind of takes place for sure. Yeah, it looks that way. I know. Uh, I think the Cajuns are up uh, up right now uh, early here, but uh, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I've been rolling around. Right. So, uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen a whole lot at the moment, but uh, definitely got our got our got our team out there, and we're, we'll have a complete wrap up later this evening. James Mesh is going to get me an updated score. I know he is. I, I hinted around at it. I'm going to put him to work as he sits in that producer's chair. What is it? Yeah. Three zip Asians up over Omaha in the top of the fourth. So. There you go. LSU will take on Prairie View. What was the um, look? Softball is softball. There's no way they're going to have Baton Rouge Regional and a Lafayette Regional. So unfortunately, that's the way it falls this year. For whatever reason, right. I think UL deserved a regional. I mean, their record, their RPI, and all that stands on its own. They deserved it. They didn't get it. It's not LSU's fault that they did it. But, of course, Cajun fans are going to blame LSU, and LSU's going to blame you. Well, that's just the way it goes. That's that rivalry yep. that is. But, man, um, just go play and win. That's all you got to do. That's it. That's it. You just got to play through it, you know. I mean, you, there's nothing – and Coach Glasgow did a great job of kind of uh, making that point uh, earlier this week of saying, you know, look, uh, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it now. So now we got to go, and you just got to go play it out. And in fact, he, he even said in his Monday presser that he liked the the way this regional sets up because they they really do. While they're not, I mean, I guess technically to the nation's eye, they're not the favorite. Um, I think if you know a little bit about softball, you know that the Cajuns don't really have any qualms about beating uh, uh, LSU and, and they, they don't right. think they, you know, they, they, they're on the same level. It's not, it, it, no this doubt. isn't football, you know? So yeah. um, I, I just, I, I think from a na- nationwide standpoint, it might look like hey, the Cajuns got the raw end of the deal, but in reality, I, I mean, they're all they have to do is travel 45 minutes down the road, you know? And, and right. the other thing is, you know, the Cajuns, they they're so close. They even practiced at at Lampson Park this this week instead of going to Baton Rouge. Like, uh, you know, when you go to a regional, you go to the site, you yeah. get to practice at the facility. They're like, ah, we're good. We'll practice at home yeah. and then just drive over later. You know, yeah. and so they played I, enough I, I there. Think I mean, they played enough. Um, they played there earlier this year. One yeah. at LSU. LSU yeah. 
came and returned the favor and won at yep. Lamson Park. So these two teams know one another, and um, I, right. I think it's going to make for some really, really intense softball, which is great. And, you know, I, I was actually talking to a, a couple of uh, fans and, and parents of uh, some of the LSU players because uh, some of those girls are from uh, the, the Rain-Crowley right. area, and I know them pretty well. And uh, they were t- they were like, all those girls that are playing for the Cajuns and playing for the Tigers, they all played ball against each other growing yeah. up. They all were on select teams and travel ball and they all know each other. That 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 was like Maya Davis and and uh, and uh, uh, Bergeron Macy. Uh, they played they played together and against each other growing up the, their whole lives. So you know, it, there's there's that aspect of it too. These girls, they know each other. It's that's what makes right. it more intense and more exciting. And look, but, you're right. They're not going to put the NCAA is not going to put uh, a Lafayette regional and a Baton Rouge regional, not if they don't have to anyway. And so, right. at this point, uh, but what that does is now that that you're going to get great crowds at those at those venues. If, if it was only in Lafayette, it'd be a great crowd in Lafayette. If it's now it's only in Baton Rouge, you're going to have a phenomenal. Uh, showing yes. from the the raging Cajun faithful and the the, the attendance they, they benefit from that so uh, yeah even I mean they sent McNeese all the way to to Washington Ugh. and they already beat Ugh. they already beat Washington you know on the road yeah. so McNeese congratulations you beat Washington guess what you get to do go do it again probably two more times <laughs> that's right that's right yeah uh, thanks a lot uh ncaa yeah, right. and that's what they want right. they, they don't want to see an empty stadium <laughs> they want to see as big a crowd as they can possibly have and look you make sure yep. these players all know one another there is mutual respect across the board it's just there's a there's a certain segment of each fan base that just doesn't like the other for whatever reason <laughs> known to only them i don't care if they're playing cards tiddlywinks cornhole yeah. baseball basketball they just don't like one another and that's but as long as they can keep it respectably and not get out of control right. then this will be fine that's right and, and it's it's it creates an excitement um that 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 kind of uh you know a passion and look the the short the long word of fan is fanatic, right? So I mean, that's, that's right. the whole like you're a fan, you're you're going to be passionate about your team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's you're right though. Some some people like for me, I, I I really enjoy things that make the state look good. When I was at Ole Miss, I I I, I don't like Mississippi State. I don't pull for them. I don't like them. But it, being in the media. If you work in 1996, Eric Dampier, those guys, they went to the Final Four in in Madison Square Garden. That made Mississippi look really good, you know. So I was all about that. It made the state look better. And I'm all about making Louisiana, Mississippi, we always get uh, down here, we get a a raw deal from the national perspective. And so anything that makes our state look better, our region look better, that makes – that's what I'm shooting for, and and oh, you're so a good man. Yes. Oh well, I mean, it's vote, true. Vote for, I, like, I, I for George Faust. in New Orleans. You know, you want you want your you want your state, you want your area to be be one of these uh, talked about in a positive light, and 
it doesn't always happen, but you know, I'll be running for lieutenant governor in a few years too. So be sure to uh, tally. You got my vote. (laughs) You got my vote, big guy. Um, The bad news for the raging Cajun baseball team is they lost yesterday four zip. The good news is Hannah Hall is not going to be pitching anymore this week. And that dude's been at Southern Miss, I think for 50 years. And he's just really, really good. Yeah. (laughs) Look, yeah. Southern, Southern Miss is a good ball club. I, I know. Like we knew this, they, they, there's a reason they put this game last, this series last, because they knew these two teams are going to go at it. Obviously, last year there was a lot of emotion surrounding, uh, you know, Southern Miss and and the way the way they got a couple of games, and uh, you know, just so so there's a, there was a lot of anticipation for this series. So I don't expect, and I don't think anybody does, but I don't expect Coach Deggs and the Cajuns to fold in any way, shape, or form. It came down to one at bat, you know. That's really where they got all their runs on that grand slam and. That's and right. uh, I just think I just think it's a matter of uh, you know they they're going to refocus and try and try and do the best they can here in the in game two, which just happens to be Scott Berry Day, so uh, they're honoring their coach today. Uh, Southern Miss is so uh, I, I, I go back I go way back with Scott Berry when he was the head coach at Meridian Community College, so I, I know Coach Berry pretty well. But uh, yeah, he, he's a uh, yeah, enemy number one for the Cajuns today. So, <laughs> I got you, George Faust, sports director, KLFY, joining us. For those that don't know, um, what kind of football player is LSU getting in uh, Jawan Johnson from LCA, who had a cup of coffee, committed to Colorado, and Deion Sanders, <laughs> right. and nah, nah, don't want to go there. I'm going to LSU. What, what, what what's he going to be like? Uh, I, I just think he's he's a guy who, when he gets on the field. Uh, he, he can be a dynamic athlete. He can make a play or two for you that, you know, when it, when it's time, when the time is, you know, when the chips are down, he, he needs to be able to make a play. And he usually does that. I mean, we saw it in the state championship, even though they lost, uh, to STM this past year. I mean, he, he was consistently one of the guys that, that, uh, that coach Falk, coach Trev Falk and, and, and company went to. And you saw it in the way he's not afraid of the big moment. I think is is really the way I kind of categorize him, and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's uh, that's what you're benefiting from right there. Is is you know, that the sooner a guy can come in and, and feel like, hey, I, I I know I belong, I can, can contribute. That that that's that gives him leaps and bounds, you know, ahead of the the, the other guy because, uh, heck, what's the old saying, Jordy? Uh, fake it till you make it. And if you That's don't, it, if you baby. don't, if, you, if you're not looking that confident, if you don't feel that confident, even if you really are, and you don't look it, well, then that might not be, bode well for you. But if you can, I mean, this kid is is confident and he's got the talent. So uh, hopefully he can continue to to, to, to exhibit that uh, for the Tigers as as he moves forward. Oh, I smell return game, defensive back return <laughs> game. I, I, I smell it. Hey, what's, what's going on? I, I, this is the first I've heard of this. There's a new college campus in Louisiana, in Crowley, Louisiana, John yeah. Melvin University, and they're starting a football program. What? Yes. Yeah, they are. They sure are. John Melvin University, it's been around for a year now, uh, coming up on a year. But they are actually, yeah, they, they've uh, – they're they're working. They're, they're going. It's an NAIA school, so they're gonna, uh, you 
know, obviously uh, work to compete against uh, the Loyolas and the uh, smaller schools uh, across the country uh, and in the region. And uh, yeah, they, they've got everything. They've got they played a baseball season. Um, I know. Yeah, they're 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 fielding a football team. They're doing they're they're going all out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, they play their uh, baseball games at Miller Stadium uh, in Crowley, and they play. Uh, they play. Uh, they they play their um, uh, basketball games Gardner? at one of the one one of the local high schools and yeah. Uh, so they're going to play Gardner Memorial Stadium in Crowley for football. Yep, that's great. Yeah, yeah. They question need to is, are they going to get time? <laughs> are they going to get time on KLFY? That's the big question. Uh, well, you know, football football programs are like it, it's possible. It just depends on the manpower. You know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more than happy to cover them, but it, I, yeah, it, I, I've I've uh, I kind of know a little bit about it. I know that they're uh, they've they've actually offered uh, in basketball. They offered Michael Mouton, um, the the guard from uh, STM. He got an offer from there, and uh, so I know they're yeah. they're moving and shaking. I, I, I know I know uh, there's a there's a Faust kid that they they they've uh, reached out to once or twice, but uh, really? I don't know about that. Just uh, just uh, inquiries, <laughs> nothing well, nothing real. You'll, you'll get a but, you'll uh, get a pay raise if your son gets a scholarship to go to college. Yeah, be, that would be you, great. You, you know it right. Yeah, he's gonna be a junior. I guess uh, he told me yesterday I'm already a junior, Dad. I said, "Okay, I'm already a junior." Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got one graduating on Sunday, and my other one is like, "Uh, I got the final exams next week." So uh, it's coming to a quick and abrupt halt. Um, and and uh, these kids deserve a break, man. School is hard. Not like when I was in school. These, I mean, their, their schedule, their load is just—it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, the homework is, is definitely something that that has to uh, it has to adjust a little. They, there's a lot of that. But I see. Look, I, I went to I went to Christian Brothers in City Park, and that was that oh. was uh, that thirty okay. thirty five questions a night. You know that that was that was too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so telling you. Let's they, tone it down. When they get teachers. four. T- yeah, you know, they get four tests in one day. I'm like, what, what? didn't y'all spread it out? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's crazy. How you study anyway. all those, right? Uh, I got you. All right, George Faust. So um, we'll keep an eye on the softball regional in Baton Rouge. We'll keep an eye on the Cajuns up there in Hattiesburg. Um, and everything else. The high school seasons are over. So now you're gearing up yeah. for fall and football. And here we go. That's it. You're getting ready, and uh, we'll wrap up this baseball, college baseball thing, and then see what happens after that. Yep. All right, George, give those kids a hello for me. Uh, they were outstanding yet again, and uh, I, I appreciate Fridays with Faust is always a highlight for us. So thank you, and thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Jordy. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure, my friend. You got it. George Faust, KLFY. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. It's time for the regular crowd. George Becknell, James Mesh, who knows where this conversation's going. I don't yet, but we'll figure it out next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
Your boring man cave, the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with the ultimate man cave makeover built by Lafayette Marble and Granite. Sign up today in the clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to win a new recliner from Borderlands Furniture, a flat screen TV from AVI, and more. It's the ultimate man cave makeover powered by Lafayette Marble and Granite in the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, Corey Connors still leading the PGA at five under, one better than Scotty Scheffler and Keegan Bradley. The Raging Cajuns in softball lead Omaha by the score of three zip. So um, we'll keep you updated on that. Time for my favorite segment of the day, my favorite day of the week. We welcome in James Mesh inside the Evco Development Studios and George Becknell. Where in the world is George today? Good afternoon, sir. Well, Sorry, I was on mute. Good afternoon. I'm I'm I'm, I'm at the house, man. You're I'm, my I'm, tech I'm just... wizard, and you're on mute. Come on, dog. <laughs> it's it's always me. the small stuff that it tripped me up. Like I got all the big stuff on lock, but you let you let somebody be muted that's talking. It's always me. Um, we're gonna get into some sports and all that stuff. I'm gonna throw something out there, and if you could go to one event, what stadium? In the state of Louisiana, would you want to go watch a game? Would it be Tiger Stadium? Would it be the Superdome? Would it be a great baseball game at Alec Box Stadium? Would it be a great basketball game at the Smoothie King? How about the Teague in Lafayette? What, what, where would you want to go? What's your favorite place to see a sporting event? My favorite place to see a sporting event is, is the Superdome. Uh, I, yeah. I, love, I love the fact that it's inside. I love the fact that I can watch football inside. All the all the seats are stadium seats, so I, you know sometimes you end up in the bleachers in Tiger Stadium. So I, I, I had to make that distinction, and and it's always loud in the Superdome. So uh, the Superdome is Superdome my favorite. Superdome gets thing. your vote. Okay, cool. James Mesh, hive mind between those... George and I, because I, mean, I mean my pick is also the Superdome. I've been to been to plenty of games. I love the fact that it's inside, so I don't have to worry about the weather. One thing that I do want to do is it's still on the bucket list. I haven't gone to see either LSU men's basketball or women's basketball, so I haven't gone to the PMAC yet, but I definitely want to go experience that. I experienced my first LSU football game last year when I went to go cover them, so that was an electric experience, but I would have to say my favorite to go to is always the Superdome, even though it is a two-and-a-half-hour drive. You know, they came real close to naming that arena something different, but uh, Pistol Pete won by a nose. They were going to call it the J-Mac, uh, the J-Ac, um, the Jordy Hultberg Assembly Center. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't get enough votes on that, but anyway. I would have okay. voted for you, brother. Very good. Um, boy, I like them all, to be honest with you. Um, man, if I had put the old Alec Box Stadium, the old one, when, when LSU's playing in a regional – Oh, there's nothing better than that. But 
But give me LSU, Alabama at night in Tiger Stadium. You can't beat it, dude. You can't beat it. <laughs> you just can't. And I played yeah. in, I played in the Assembly Center when it was filled to the rafters, and you can't hear yourself think. Uh, they all have their, they all have their appeal. Let's put it that way. But if I had to pick one, man, ah, that's a hard one. Um, it's very hard. Very hard because I think of all the great. I mean. When LSU played in those national championship games, when the Saints played in that NFC championship game, pigs fly, hell's frozen over. I yeah. Mean, you can't, I mean, they all have their moments. They all do. So I. Jordan I won know. the final four in the Superdome. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I remember running <laughs> off the court. I remember running off the court back in 1980 when we beat the brains out of Wichita State to get to the final four. And they had 35,000 people in that dadgum thing. And that was crazy. That had to be crazy. crazy. Anyway, Jordan, I'll to... say this though, you know, there's nothing that can compare to the tradition of Tiger Stadium. Yeah. You know, the the every five yard line, the H field goal post, all that good stuff. Well, you know, they they still don't know how to. They still hadn't figured out how to tailgate at the Superdome, so that that that'll never <laughs> that'll never compare. That's um, true. You know, that'll never come up. Smoothie King Center, yeah, you know, they get too many injuries. Uh, I can't. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll take Tiger Stadium. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you, George, the news of the day, Jim Brown, uh, the, mm-hmm. many consider the greatest football player ever, um, 87 years old. He was retired well before his time had run out, became an actor, and, of course, became a political activist. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was the one that set up the meetings with Lou Alcindor, then Lou Alcindor, mm-hmm. and um, Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali um, to get equal rights for African-Americans. When, when you hear Jim Brown, what did he mean to you? Well, Jim Brown means everything to me, Jordan. Uh, well, number one, what you just said, um, as, as, a, as a black man in, in professional sports back then, he, he, was, he was a pioneer, right? So we didn't. People who look like me didn't have the opportunities we have today, and right. Jim Brown's a big part of us having said opportunities. Um, also, he was just a tank on the field. He was yeah. he was pure greatness. And, and and one thing that all athletes of today should give Jim Brown credit for is Jim Brown. In my opinion, was that first superstar. Before Jim Brown, you played football, and that's all you did. That's Jim it. Brown was out there in movies. Jim Brown was an iconic figure. So when you look at somebody like LeBron James right now, or like when Shaq was putting out all his mixtapes, DJ Diesel, all this stuff, <laughs> none of that happens without Jim Brown being who he is. And he's opened doors for, for so many people to, to have a balanced portfolio, to have opportunities. So he's just a true pioneer. And uh, the game of football in America has lost a great memory. What Thursday? I'm with you 100. Uh, James Mesh, uh, he's you know he, he's the biggest Boston Celtics fan in the world, <laughs> and uh, his Celtics got got humbled by um, uh, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat in Game One. Game Two is tonight. So James Mesh, tell me what's going to happen. What adjustments are going to be made? And is Jason Tatum going to step up to the plate? I think he will. I also think that they won't. They will make sure not to not give him the ball for five, six, seven straight possessions and late in the game. And then when it finally gives to him and he turns it over three times, I think he steps up. The whole team steps up big tonight and evens the series. 
Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's still going to do his thing, but I, I think they even up the series headed to Miami. Okay. Um, I, I happen to agree with you. The Celtics are just Jekyll and Hyde, man. I got, it's weird. They're so, they're so talented, but they don't always come to play. Miami comes to play every night. You get their best game. Sometimes the shots don't fall, but they're going to play hard uh, at all times. So uh, game two tonight, um, George Becknell, Jamal Murray. And the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. Um, it's the first time I've seen LeBron James look old last night. What do you think of that? Yeah, that that was something else, Jordy. Um, it, it, it's it's about time it's happened. I mean, the man's in year twenty, right? But it, it's basically all on Anthony Davis. The fact that LeBron has to go out game in and game out and be the alpha individual of a team in year twenty, you know, like that's that that's a recipe that's not going to really lead you to the promised land. Um, so the Lakers got got themselves. They need to look in the mirror because they played well. They played well games one and games two. Yeah. And you lost games that you probably should have won. You had an opportunity to win the first one. You should have won the second one. Now you know what happens in that game when you really grind it out and you and you get ice cold. Can you pull that out? I don't know. But it, it's it's all back to it. Go ahead. Let me tell you, um, and you saw it on all the play. They were gassed last night. I've been there, they were. and I've talked to players who have played. You know, you look at the foul line. It says 5280, 5,280 feet. That's one mile. You're up, and it, it gets you. They were gassed. LeBron yep. was gassed. He looked old. I think the best thing for the Lakers is to get out of that city. They're a really good home team. I, I, this series is far from over, in my opinion. No. Uh, but playing in these short, you know, he had to play 40-something minutes in game one. He played 40-something minutes in game two with one day off in between. He's 38 years old. He's been running up and down that court for 20 years. It's about it's it's a good bound recipe, to happen. Right. It, it, it is bound to happen. And, and, he, and at this point, LeBron needs to be able to rest on the floor, rest in, in, within different possessions, you know, because Kobe did it. Mike Jordan did it. Um, but they also had guys who was on the team who was able to to get bucket without running the offense. You can throw them and get a bucket. I think Anthony Davis is that guy that has to step up. Well, James Mesh, the worst thing that happened to the Lakers is they had to play their two guys all those minutes because the game was in the, was in reach. I think if you if you're going to lose a game, get blown out, and then LeBron only has to play 25, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. and he Good can point. get rest and get ready for the next game. You know what I mean? Right, and it was like I mean. They were leading throughout most of the contest. It's just Denver never let it get past like a eight to ten point deficit. It never got to like 15, 20. They kept themselves it the whole time. And then by the time it got to the fourth quarter and that elevation really got to the Lakers and got to LeBron, that's when Jamal Murray caught fire. I'm telling you what. I don't know what y'all think about this stuff. And I know there's a lot of players, a lot of people out there that don't like the NBA. I love it. I love these playoffs. These guys are so stinking good. It is ridiculous. The shots that they make against tremendous athletes with wingspans and length and size. And they're, they're I mean, it's George, it's, it's every game. I don't know what I'm going to do when the NBA playoffs are over. There's a great game every night. And I am just riveted to the television set. Oh, Jordan, I've been enjoying this playoff too, man. It's it's been the best playoffs I've seen in a long time because there's yes. no outright 
front runner. You know, you've got balance, you got parity, and anybody can win on any night in these playoffs. And I've been looking at the Miami Heat. They're an eight seed. They almost lost the second play in game. They wouldn't even been in the playoffs. And they lost that. And now they're in the conference finals. And every game is coming down to the last three or four minutes for the most part. It's it's the it's the best time of the year, Jordy. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. I'm with you, James Mesh, 14th pick in the NBA draft for the Pels. Can we get an Austin Reeves, just a role <laughs> player that can shoot the lights out? Can we do that, please? I mean, that'd be awesome. You got Trey Murphy who's really stepped up. If your other rookie that you had this year, if he can develop more of a jump shot, you feel better. But I'm really looking. Can they get a more traditional point guard to facilitate yeah. the ball? This offseason, whether it's in the draft or getting a free agent, if you can get one of those, I feel a little bit better, but it ultimately comes down to Zion and B.I.'s health. I hate it, and I can't count on that in any way, shape, or form. I hate to say it. I just can't. Um, The Preakness. Nobody cares about horse racing in the Preakness now. Um, You got seven horses. Um, One of the the, uh, favorites, uh, first mission, scratched today. So do we get a horse – that will run for the triple crown at the Belmont, which would mean that Mage would win the Preakness. Does Mage get the win, George? Nah, Joe. I don't think Mage gets the win. It's easy. It's, it's the it's the obvious choice. But you know what? You know me. I pick horses by the names. I like coffee with Chris. That sounds like a pleasant <laughs> morning coffee morning. So I'm, I think I'm, I think coffee with Chris is going to win the Preakness. So that means no triple crown winning this year. I'm sorry. Okay, no triple crown. All right, James, give me your pick for the Black Eyed Susans tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not. I don't believe there's going to be a triple crown winner this year either. I'm not taking Mage. I'm going to go with National Treasure. Ooh, Bob mm. Baffert's horse. Mm. That's a good movie too, by the way. Nicholas Cage, you ever seen that one? Of course you've seen that one. That's a good movie. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a classic. See, I, I'm going I'm to take my father's approach. May he rest in peace on this one. It's all fixed. They're going to try and sell <laughs> some tickets, so they're going to let Mage win the Preakness so that there's some hype for <laughs> thoroughbred horse racing from Belmont in New York, and it's going to be a big push, and people are going to gravitate. and want So I think Mage is going to win tomorrow. I do. I really do. Okay. That's just like That's my dad's pessimistic way of outlook of of things he he always thought i always thought every playoff was going seven games they make more money that way you got a point man you got a point, you got a point. every series don't go seven but a lot every of series are gonna go seven yeah absolutely absolutely all right um pga championship we've got uh the latest leaderboard has let's see um Corey Connors is at five under. Scotty Scheffler, four under. Keegan Bradley, four under. Victor Hovland at three under. Um, you got a, you got a dark horse winner for me in this one, George? No, I wouldn't call it a, a dark horse winner, but uh, Keegan Bradley is going to win. That's, that's my that's who I'm picking. All right, he, he's, he's, pick. he's a stroke off. Yeah, he's I think he's got it. All right, James Mash, who you got? I don't know if it's necessarily a dark horse, but I mean he's been moving up pretty well today. I'm going to take Victor Hovland as he's tied for second with uh, Scotty Scheffler. Very good, very good. I'm gonna go with the fa- I'm gonna go with Scotty Scheffler, the favorite to win it. Nah, I don't know why. I'm just gonna do it. Um, we'll see it. Okay. Um, LSU baseball, real quick. 
They win the series. They win two out of three. Sweep. What do they do? I, I think they fix the pitching issues because uh, other than Paul uh, Skinnis, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get in the rotation. Yep. So I, I think they fix that, and uh, they, they win two out of three heading into the SEC tournament. James Mesh, who wins the Baton Rouge Softball Regional? The Tigers or the Cajuns? I'm going to go with the Cajuns. Oh, good. okay. Very good. They're good. They're really good. Um, it'll be fun. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll talk all about it on Monday. I got it all written down. So, uh, once again, I will win and win convincingly because <laughs> it's my show. George, thank you. Thank you very much. James, thank you. We'll come back. We'll wrap it all up with a very special thank you birthday to a great New Orleans saint, a great one who came well before his time. That'll give you a hint. And he's got some uh, sons that are pretty good quarterbacks. Next. This Let's go is the Jordan Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And our great partner, ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets. If you can't shop right at their 60 in southern and central Louisiana shop rights, you can't shop right at all. By Ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches along with permanent fat reduction. Eon in Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and in Mandeville. By the Louisiana Lottery, you can't win until you start playing. D.C.'s Little Capital Exxon with their true soul food deli. One of the best cheeseburger your mouth has ever tasted. And speaking of taste, ha, taste Cajun Chef. Do yourself a flavor. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, quick close. Top of the sixth, the Raging Cajuns, five Omaha's zip on their way to being in the winner's bracket of the Baton Rouge Regional LSU Prairie View to follow. Special thanks to our guests, Leah Van in Athens for LSU baseball, Patrick Wright, LSU softball, George Faust, all things Acadiana, George Becknell, and James Mesh. Uh, if today's your birthday, May 19th, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share it with the legendary New Orleans Saint. Happy 74th birthday, Archie Manning. Happy birthday, Arch. You're a good friend. Um, that's going to wrap things up today. Hope everybody has a great Friday and even better weekend. Come on back Monday, same time, 2 to 4. Same great stations. You know the drill. Until then, I'm Jordy Helper. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay healthy. Be kind to one another and be happy. Up next in a very abridged version of Crunch Time with James Mesh. Next. So long, everybody.